I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we have another Oscar-nominated film that we're talking about, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes, a Scorsese movie. Which he did a cameo in. (laughs) Yes, at the very end of the movie. If you uh, sat through the whole three-and-a-half-hour movie, you were rewarded by seeing uh, Scorsese in the flush. I was so surprised. So when Alistair told me how long this movie was, which me and me and... Longer than two and a half hour movies, they can really be a struggle for me these days. But, um, but I started, this was on, this is on Apple TV and started it. I was like, okay, the weekend's coming. I'm going to do half of it on Saturday, half of it on Sunday. Started it Saturday and it was so interesting. I just continued watching it and finished it. (laughs) Hey, that's great. Yeah, my roommate was watching it with me, too, and they were like, this is actually kind of interesting. I want to continue watching. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's get it done. (laughs) Absolutely. It is uh, about a bunch of murders that are going on in Osage, um, Oklahoma, Osage Nation nation land of these uh, various Osage people who are, um, they struck liquid gold with... um, oil on their lands and so they are the most and the richest uh like native americans in the world i mean it's it's said that in the beginning and so they're basically like kind of hunted for their their wealth and their influence in the area and it takes a lot of effort to get the government to notice and do something about it because obviously they're not white, so our government took its sweet old time trying to solve that. And eventually they, they get it solved, sort of, <laughs> in the end. Yeah, yeah, and by took their time basically doing nothing until they literally <laughs> couldn't do nothing anymore. <laughs> it's just, you know, one of those extremely frustrating tales of how um, white people are horrible. And, oh, don't I know? Don't we know? <laughs> yeah. Don't we know it? Um, and this is based off of a true story. Um, yes, which is insane. <laughs> I had never heard of this. Um, much uh similarly, I hadn't known about uh Tulsa until like I had read about it. Like I think an article. I follow like um this history, uh, a couple history accounts on Instagram, and I think one of them had talked about the. Tulsa riots mm-hmm. um and so it's 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 a lot like what happened there and that was just I literally couldn't even believe that this was a part of our history yeah I, I learned about the Tulsa massacre like I don't know maybe 
When did that show Watchmen come out? Because that really brought a light to the Tulsa oh. massacre. Um, and I think that was like, I don't know, what, three years, four years ago, five years ago? Uh, and that one, I think they kind of go back in time or something. And so I, I a lot of podcasts I know that were talking about it when that was coming out because it was getting it was its- in the show. Yeah, I was in the show, and then I think more people were starting to kind of unearth more things about it, and it's now part of our, you know, we know more about it, which we, like, I don't remember ever learning about that in school. And we, of course, learned all sorts of things about, um, you know, uh, Black history in school, but that was not one of them. Yeah, no, okay. That was interesting. I didn't know I didn't know about the, the Watchmen part. Interesting. Yeah, it's had something to do with that show, which apparently was really good. Um but yes, this this movie was, I mean, that was a very, like, a lot, a lot of people died. I think it was, like, hundreds and hundreds of people. But, like, in this in this instance, it was more of, like, picking off um, Native Americans, picking off the Osage one at a time. You know, kind of, like, slowly trying to get people's money, trying to, you know, uh, weasel their way into their good graces. Um yeah, you basically know. either trying to like there were just there were so many ways that these people were were trying to to get their money. It was like marrying into the families or at one point Robert De Niro's character is talking about how he he set up an insurance policy on one of them and that mm-hmm. if they offed themselves, he would get the money and it was just truly truly insane situations. Yeah, it's so it's so morally corrupt and so horrible. It's just exactly what Scorsese's best at at showing us um, over the years. You know, just showing these like morally corrupt, terrible people um, taking advantage of others. Uh, it's just this one was like three and a half hours. So in my sense, this book was because uh, this movie's based off of a book, and mm. it had more of a mystery to it of who was the one killing these people like you it wasn't from the white people's perspective it was like just a more from the osages perspective right until kind of like oh is is this like the book the, the yeah book the book was mostly from the okay okay because i don't I know like it. i don't know about you but like as soon as we're introduced to robert de niro you're like it's him like i don't know what <laughs> I don't really think that there's any any like any mystery about it. He's there's... and he talks so so specifically to Leonardo DiCaprio's character too. He's like, you know, they're gonna die because they're sickly, and then you get the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, he he was he was very obviously the suspect. <laughs> So, like, in my in my opinion, it wasn't very, like, it. there was no mystery. So you're just watching it, just watching people just get picked off, like, the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but the way everyone was, was dealt with was, I guess, the more shocking or, like, not, yeah. not mysterious, but like, but like suspenseful. It was like how, mm-hmm. like how is this next person going to be murdered? And and it's just right. And a right. whole 
slew of ways. Um, <laughs> yeah. The house exploding. Yeah. Dear goodness. That was. That was. My God. Absolutely. That was something. Absolutely. Uh. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so she has. So I love the beginning. I think it's just. It's wonderful to just, you know, we get introduced with this new character. We get in- introduced to Ernest, who is our main character, Leonardo DiCaprio. He is told by his uncle that he just comes back from fighting in the war. He's actually just like a medic. He doesn't actually do any fighting. But he he came back from World, World War One and... Oh, he was like, like a cook or something because he couldn't fight. Yes. Right, 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 right. It was something up with him. And he didn't, like, he didn't pass or something. Yeah, and he... He gets a job with his uncle, William Hale, and his brother is there as well. And William's like, you got to start driving for the Osage. So pick up this girl, Molly, who's single. And if you try to get with her, try to get her, you know, try to marry her so that you can basically get her inheritance. And they have, they're worth a lot of money. Like, they're... I don't know exactly how much, but a ton. And she has, like, three other sisters, I believe. Um, yeah, like three or four. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who also are married to white guys. Yeah, the... Yes, there was one who was married to that guy, like, Bill or something. Um, who then ends up marrying the other sister when the one sister dies... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then the other sister who gets murdered was trying to get with Ernest's brother. Yep. Yeah. 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 It, <laughs> it's it's, it's horrible this. because they there's this brief time in the beginning where everything is happy. No one's dead. And the worst thing is that they mostly like have they all have diabetes. So they have to live with that, and it's it's difficult for them. Um, and even one of them, she just, I think she dies of diabetes. She's really, she's very sick. And so that's, like, the horrible, horrible sadness of it. But we also get to see, like, truly the awesome Osage, like, uh, rituals around marriage and just kind of, like, so many so many Native American representation in this movie. It's like, it, I think it's like the most that have ever been in any movie ever. <laughs> like, it's like he hired like the most people. <laughs> oh, probably, probably. I loved the, um, the, like, the outfit that she was wearing when she got married. It was like this, it kind of looked like, like a military jacket almost. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. It was very beautiful. Very beautiful, and I and I also loved how, um, like I just love the costumes in this, and how the 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 costumes kind of seem to like mesh well with like the current fashion trends of the day, but like still having a piece of their Indian like culture as well, like with the mm-hmm. outfit. Um, I like that a lot. Honestly, gorgeous. Like, yeah. Beautiful landscapes of Oklahoma, beautiful costumes, like absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I love, love like Native American stories and stuff. And so this one was just so wonderful to watch. And all these actors were fantastic. Um, Of course, the lead, 
um, Lily Gladstone actress nominated for best actress this year um, at the Oscars. She is like incredible, <laughs> you know, she was made <laughs> this. I remember this movie starting off like really this movie starts off very fun, like with the music. I yes. Like, it was, I it's really upbeat. Liked, it was super upbeat. And I was like, what is this? Like, I thought I was just going to be like, you know, sweeping like epic music and just like, you know, lots of very um, beautiful, which I mean, there's obviously beautiful cinematography, but like, I, I thought that the vibe was going to be very different <laughs> than when it started. There's just like this, uh, this very upbeat music and it was edited, like it was edited like very... I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I guess just upbeat. I guess that's really, it's really the only word you could say until I think of a, think of another one. Yeah, but, but that's only honestly for like 35 minutes of the movie. And then the rest of the movie is like, it's just, it's, it's very dramatic, but also just like long, like in my opinion, and this is, this is not to detract from how good this movie was, but just like, I just felt because the mystery was kind of not there for me. I just was mm-hmm. like so sad to watch, especially Lily Gladstone's character just kind of like she just so got away. sadder and sadder and wasted and away and had less and less to do. Like she's barely she honestly isn't even in the movie for like the first 30 minutes. Right. Like she's not even in it at all. And you're like, where is she? What what is happening? You know, and finally when you get to see her it's just like she's so happy and then the light just drains from her eyes and she gets drugged by her husband with her insulin and she just like she has to watch her child die it's like the worst of the worst things are happening to her like everybody she loves is dead it's it's just and then her husband is the one who murdered her sisters and like it's just it's so sad and it's just like watching her just get slower and slower i mean there's no like it's like a quiet strength but she still was incapacitated for like half the movie yeah casey and i as casey and i were watching this we were kind of hoping that you know she would she would catch on to them and she'd be the one to like kill them like i wanted i wanted Robert De Niro's character and Leo's character to get, to get, to get, to get, to get it. <laughs> to get, I wanted them to, I wanted them to get killed. <laughs> I know. But Leo plays like such a stupid man, you know, he's such a stupid, sad man, which is like, honestly, yeah. a lot of the characters that he's been playing lately, it's kind of, it, it is very similar to that character he was playing in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's just kind of like, and, you know, I, I can respect him for that, just being kind of, like, kind of um, silly and stupid, you know, like, not really understanding the full scope of what is happening around him and just kind of doing things like he thinks he should because somebody else tells him to, like his uncle. Yeah, just being gullible. But I feel like that also kind of, that also... I don't want to say it makes you feel sympathy for the character, but like, then you kind of do because it's like, mm-hmm. cause yeah. Robert De Niro's character is taking advantage of him and using him to hit for his own gain. And you're kind of questioning like, Oh, does, does Ernest really love Molly? And it definitely seems like he does and that he kind of regrets his decision, but like he still did it because he's dumb. Like, and it's just, 
it's not an excuse, but like it 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 allows for a little piece of of sympathy to be put in there and and I didn't want that. I wanted them to be the villains and I wanted them to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he when he was drugging his his wife and like and like, you know, telling her that he he wasn't the one who killed his her sister like it's it's heartbreaking because I think he does like you do see that with with that acting with that like screenplay that he does care and love for his his wife um but doesn't respect her enough to like not kill her sisters like for money it's it's just it's great it's, it's crazy up. it's absolutely <laughs> fucked up and uh. and i definitely agree with you with like the mystery not being very fun because then because then you're just sitting there being like why like to Molly's character like why do you still trust your husband like he's he's a he's dirty rat shit like you just <laughs> absolutely you need to you need to suspect him you need to suspect him oh that is the problem with her character is it's just she doesn't she also was like gullible and she also believes the best in him and and kind of knows the, the the stress that he has from his uncle as well like she's not like she does know that he is the the one that is doing all of this, um, but she just doesn't really let herself truly believe it until the very end of the movie when she's with him, visiting him in jail, and he's just kind of like spitting, you know, untruths to her, and you know, just trying to give her excuses, and she's just like, I don't even want to fucking hear it, like. <laughs> I don't yeah. even care anymore, you know? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely would have liked a little bit bigger of a role uh, for Lily Gladstone because she was, she was so good. Like she was mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. Um, and definitely for, for a, for a three hour and 26 minute movie, definitely could have had a little bit more of her in there and less of stupid Ernest being stupid. I, um, I totally agree. Like, <laughs> More of the women, more of like the Osage. That's what I want to see. Like, um, and honestly, it didn't also feel like there was a, too much of Robert De Niro in this. Like, he kind of was like, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't in a lot, but it's just like his. He was, he was like the the mastermind, like running the puppet show. I think that's kind of why he was kind of in the background, just popped out when he needed yeah. to, because yeah. he was just he was just directing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's my excuse for that. Whether it's true or not, take it or leave it. <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's very it's very well done and well told. I, I'm just kind of looking at some of this trivia just to kind of get some more things to talk about here because it is quite interesting. Um, apparently, in the real, uh, like. The real murders actually just kind of spanned across like hundreds of people that were um, culpable in in these murders, and like it, yeah, it, they I, had I to heard, narrow it I down. Heard that, like a hundred, yeah, like a hundred or so, hundred or more people actually died, and then yeah, this this I think in the movie they said that it was like thirty or something or like twenty five. Well, it wasn't even people who died; it's like people who were in on the scheme. Oh. So, like, there was way more bad guys involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense, because 
all these people were seeing these, you know, Native American peoples with a lot of money, the Osage, like more money than any of the people, any of the white people had, right? And there's just that, that deep distrust, racist, you know, sentiment that just goes down deep into just hatred. Yeah. It makes sense that something like this would have happened if, if, you know, any minority gets any kind of power. Completely. Like how we saw with Tulsa. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Because it's happened more than once. And that's more, that's too many. (laughs) It's already too many. Oh, God. Um, I was very uh, intrigued. I was I was very excited when the FBI finally got involved in this story. I thought it was going to kind of go in a direction that would have been a little bit more satisfying. But oh, yeah, you know, you know, the story is changing once you see him. Oh, fuck, what's his name? What's oh, his it's name? um. What's his name? What's his name? You know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, you, you know, I know who you're talking about. It's um Jesse Plemons. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, I think- <laughs> oh he's here. I'll mention this again, but, like, this is Jesse Plemons' seventh Oscar-nominated film. He Like, this guy, he's not even that old, okay? Seven movies this man has been in that have been nominated for Best Picture. And, of course, he was nominated himself for um, an actor. um, For this movie? A couple years ago. No, for... uh, For, um... Power of the Dog. Yes. Yeah. He's he's just such a, a blank slate. He's perfect for these FBI guys. I think oh, he's yeah. played like he's played like a, a government agent like so many times. Just like Yeah. Another um another exciting uh actor to see was Brendan Fraser. Uh-huh. That was real barely fun. in it, only in like one scene, and then yeah. uh, John Lithgow, who plays the uh, yes. lawyer. I John love John Lithgow. Lithgow. He's so good. Yes, I saw him, and I was like, "Oh, Emily's gonna be really excited about John Lithgow," because <laughs> I was. <laughs> I I do love John Lithgow. Oh. Are any other trivia? I'm just looking. There is a lot. There's a lot of trivia. Oh, this is cute. Lily Gladstone claimed that she and Leonardo DiCaprio became fast friends and easily bonded over their mutual interest in activism and musical taste. Gladstone added that DiCaprio and her father are both Scorpios and she recognized the personality type. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they're very cute on the red carpet. Oh, yeah, I was interested about this. The film mentions restricted and unrestricted persons. Or no, what did... It, it wasn't restricted and unrestricted. What was the term they used? She would go She would go into, like, the bank or something or to, or to go see someone, and she would list her name, and she would list... Um, she would say something, and then she'd have a number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was the word she would say? I don't know, man. It's been oh um, it's been like a month since I watched this movie, so oh. it's kind of uh, <laughs> damn it. It wasn't that just to get her like monthly like allowance or something. Yeah, she yeah she, she was usually asking asking this dude for for money for things. And I can't remember what the ah. 
Yeah, we'll it was really it, aggravating we'll that back to me. all of these people were, like, in on it in the town. Like, they'd, like, you go have and... a guardian <laughs> with you to come get your check or something. It was... Oh yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It just... Ugh. Guardian is not the... Yeah, uh, chaperone? It was, it was something like that. It was... I'm pretty sure they would say guardian, but it was, like... But it, it, it was of that effect. It was, like... Um, yeah, it was it was like your chaperone or something or your whatever. Um, Martin Scorsese pointed out that there was a subtle temporal shift during the radio scene in which the radio announcer begins to narrate events that would have happened later than the period in which the scene is set, such as William Hale's death in 1962, making it clear that it is really the modern day audience who's being addressed. Hmm. Yeah, I really also, liked that that radio scene um, at the end. I thought it was really, it was really interesting. It was fun. interesting it was instead of just putting like words on the screen, right? Like, yeah, it kind of made it a little bit more like a, another kind of like southern radio drama, like with the sound effects, like you said, and like um, Jack White, you know, being a character <laughs> doing like. Those mm-hmm. radio dramas that were really popular in, like, the 1950s and 60s. Yeah. Yeah. P- pretty interesting. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was spanked with a real wooden paddle at full strength <laughs> by Robert De Niro. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah. It's good trivia to know. It is. He had to wear a pad on his butt. Wow. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I don't think that this would be Scorsese's last. He hasn't said anything about that. Um, but if, if it is, it's, I think, a good way to go out. <laughs> he's 80. <laughs> so he's actually like 82. He's still got another movie in him. What are you talking about? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He's. Oh, the, maybe even two more. This, uh, I, 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 there's so many trivias in here that I keep losing it, but the gist of it was that Leonardo DiCaprio is the same age that the character of, uh, Robert De Niro's character, the real person, really was in real life. Um, oh, what's the name of that guy? Hale. He's the same age as Hale in real life. During but the time actually, of, of these events? Yes, during like the time Leo of the was, events. Because how old... Uh, Leo's like, what? 50? 50. Yeah, I think he's like... What was he born? 40. Or sorry, he was born in 76 or something? Now I gotta click on this. I should know this. You, sh- you should know this. <laughs> How how would have I not known? He was born in seventy four. Wow, I was pretty close. I was pretty oh. close. Um, so he's uh, he's fifty this year, right? That's how that's how uh, yeah that's how numbers work. Uh, tw- uh, twenty years older than 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 us. Yeah. There you go. That's I nice. actually you know I had to I had to go through my my uh storage unit at my parents house recently and i uh yes. 
had that, did you, you know, find signed Leo picture. shrine? I, I didn't know. I found my Leonardo DiCaprio signed photo that he he signed for me. Oh, I think I, I think I remember this. Yes, it said to Alessandra, wish you were here because I did not get to meet him, but somebody else did, and they oh, and had him sign it. the thing for you. Had it signed him for oh, me? Yes, that's nice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's still in the storage unit. Oh, why don't you bring it back with you? I should have. I don't know why I didn't. I guess yeah. I, I know exactly where it is now. So I guess I could go bring it bring it back with me. It's just a little piece of paper. You should have brought it home with you. It is. It's literally like a four by six photo of him. Yeah. <laughs> and he signed it. Uh, All right. Should we take a quick break and then we can do plot keywords and the meta, meta score? Let's do it. All right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we are back. Um, and we've got the plot keywords right here. We've got 1920s, <laughs> Osage Tribe courtroom based on book native american okay not there bad go. there you go this Those movie got a 89 meta score with 57 positive six mixed and zero negative reviews wow okay yes let's count how many hundreds there are 27 that's a lot that is a lot almost as many as um what was it past lives did past lives have 29 past life had so many i think it was like 29 and then the last movie we watched oh like yeah 22 it had a lot <laughs> there's been a significant <laughs> amount of 100s in these best picture nominees all right, so the lowest one we got here is a 40 by the Wall Street Journal. So I'm going to read that. Uh, Miss Gladstone draws a lot of sympathy as the modest, helpless Molly. But like everyone else here, uh, here her performance suffers from inertia. Um, oh, she spends the bulk of the movie mired in illness and despondency. And her look mirrors <laughs> how I felt as I watched, numb and trapped. Oh Dude, yeah. I mean, honestly, our, I so agree, true. Kyle Smith. As literally what I said. <laughs> Did I not say that? This is completely true. <laughs> I, I, wow. Oh, 
Yeah, the 50 above it says it's pedestrian and repetitive. I wouldn't say it's pedestrian, but I would say it's repetitive. <laughs> I mean, what does that, what does pedestrian even mean? Just like simple or like? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. The f- More of an earlier movie kind okay. of a, a take. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Repetitive, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that. Um, maybe, uh, the 80 from Los Angeles Times, if killers miscalibrates its balance of perspectives, it also discovers in the luminous recesses of Gladstone's performance, a quality of contemplation that beautifully suffices and modulates Scorsese's faster, more frenetic rhythms. Hmm. Okay. It was a nice, uh, yes, nice balancing with Lily. She she really has a very good screen presence. She was very she was very calming. I'd like to sit and have tea with this woman. She does seem she she seems like somebody that would know a lot but also be nice and friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's take a look at these 20 20 something 100s she's louise okay um, yeah hmm they're very nice about this movie <laughs> don't feel the same way as i did with with the lowest but even though that was the lowest i don't think it, it is i don't think this movie is a 40 in my head it's a uh it's an 85 or an 83 <clears throat> Yeah, I thought I thought eighty nine was was a, was a little high. Um, just just a little bit. Why are there two from Slam Magazine? Do they say the exact same thing? Oh yeah, they do. It's just in here twice. That's oh, then weird. it doesn't count as one of the one hundreds. It doesn't. It's in here twice. Yeah, twenty six. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. I'm. I don't know. I don't know which one to pick. I'm so bad at picking. That's why I just go for the lowest one. Let's see. Um, okay, this gonna... 100 from from Screen Rant. I'm going to read this one. Okay. Killers of the Flower Moon is immeasurably captivating and compelling. It's chilling and emotional, and I doubt anyone will walk away from the film, especially considering the way its ending is set up without feeling moved by what they've just witnessed. Okay. Telegraph calls Leonardo DiCaprio's character a charismatic outlaw, but a grasping, biddable, determinedly unreflexive stooge <laughs> whose actions revi- inspire revulsion and outrage. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't deserve any of my sympathy, though, and I'm not going to give it to him. Don't, man. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to feel sympathy for you just because you're dumb. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, how many uh, how many Oscars is it nominated for? Yeah, let's check that out. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bunch. I'm going to go with a bunch. Let's see. Ten. Ten Oscars. It, yeah, I think on Apple TV it says how many it was like nominated for, and I remember exclaiming a number. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, hopefully one of them is costumes. Let's see. We've got... Uh, 
original score, original song for the uh, Wachazi, A Song for My People. That's going to be exciting if we get to see that on stage. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Love it. Um, best picture, best director, best actress in a leading role for Lily Gladstone, best actor in a supporting role for Robert De Niro, cinematography, film editing, production design, and costume design. Hey, nice. And notably not a nomination for Leonardo DiCaprio. <gasps> and no, I don't think this was his best role, so I think that's fine. The, uh person who did the costumes did the the costumes for dune as well Ooh, okay yeah and the revenant as well Ooh, okay yeah she's good she's good at those like kind of old-timey historical looking looking Mm. costumes Mm -hmm. definitely love it very nice all right is that all we got to say about Killers of the Flower Moon? Yeah, you know, this movie was three and a half hours, um, and our episode is only going to be, um, like, over 30 minutes. So I think we knocked out of the park. Um, I mean, I think that's about the amount of time you need to really talk about this film. The second, <laughs> the second Casey and I finished the movie, Casey was like, was like, okay, I don't have to watch that again. <laughs> No. I was like, yeah, I think it's like a one and done type of movie. Um, for sure. For sure. But um it was it was a hell of a ride. If anyone wants to watch it, um go right ahead. Just beware. It's long. Um <laughs> But alright, that's all we gotta say about Killers of the Flower Moon. Um if you enjoy this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and IMDB. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. If you want to email us, please do that at allaboutthepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search All About the Popcorn or All About the Popcorn Podcast. And we have merch. So please check that out. But thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.